0: This is Movies on TV Podcast Industries. We're back with our spoiler filled discussion of Werewolf by Night.
1: My word. A monster. Masquerading as one of our own. Desecrating a sacred night. And you. What was the thinking here? You freed a monster with a monster? Didn't know that bit. Well, I can't wait
0: to find out what breed of
1: evil you are.
0: Welcome back, fellow defenders. We're back talking about Marvel on a Movies on TV Podcast Industries with our spoiler-filled discussion about Werewolf by Night. I'm one of your hosts, Derek. Welcome back, fellow defenders. I am one of your other hosts, John. Yes, yes. Halloween special uh, for, is. from uh, from Marvel. Uh, came out on uh, Disney Plus ridiculously early during the month of October, so we held off and decided we'd talk about it on Halloween itself. Yes, much better idea, right? Much better. Yeah, the fun, a fun little uh, little excursion here from Marvel. Very different from all of the other Marvel movies and TV shows that we've seen in the past, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: special presentation. Yes. of I guess this other world of Marvel, which is the monsters. You know, we we know about this through Blade with mm-hmm. vampires. We have werewolves introduced here. Yeah, uh, it's also you know in some ways connected with Moon Knight mm-hmm. um, as well, and. The Black Knight, I guess, you know, from the Eternals. We have this other side of the marvel universe being introduced here uh it more definitively you know yeah. uh, with that narration right at the start um, about yeah. the the real world and the
0: the monster world yes the, the world full of heroes and below them are the world full of monsters and yes. monster hunters as well uh, i thought that was kind of interesting to have uh, to not have something like the watcher um from what if uh doing the narration at the start so you kind of are saying this is all in the same MCU overall, Uh, interestingly or not. They they could have done something like having the Watcher there and it would make it sound like this is an alternate world, but this is just saying below the world that we know is this world full of hunters. Uh, Very cool. Uh, Also, do love Halloween, Halloween's uh, always a fun time of the year. So, yeah. uh, so getting something like this, a, a Halloween special from Marvel, uh, done really well in in this way, kind of referencing the old uh, Halloween movies or horror movies from the forties and fifties. Uh, I thought it was a cool idea to do uh, to bring in these uh, these characters. So, yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. The just the whole feel of it, the, the music, the black and white, obviously mm-hmm.
0: uh, as well. The um, just really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do have some thoughts in from our wonderful fellow defenders of goodness stuff. Thoughts on this episode. If you want to share your thoughts with us or anything about any of the shows that we cover, you can always contact us through feedback at TV Podcast uh, can email us over there, or you can join us over in our Facebook group at facebook.com Greeks, TV Podcast Industries. Also, our podcast, TV Podcast Industries, has loads and loads and loads of, uh, of episodes uh, of loads of TV shows and movies uh, that we cover. Um, we're currently covering Pennyworth over there, but just finished covering uh, She Hulk from Marvel, uh, The Rings of Power, the Lord of the Rings um, a prequel series on Prime Video. Uh, loads of other stuff as well and then of course uh, we will be back in marvel movie land in the cinema when uh, when wakanda forever comes out on november 11th so yes uh, so lots and lots of can't
1: stuff wait for that
0: yeah so make sure you subscribe to the podcast at tv or just search tv podcast industries but let's go into our spoiler filled discussion about werewolf by night Yes, Derek, who gave us what, when, where and how? Well, the teleplay for this uh, movie was written by Heather Quinn and Peter Cameron uh, from a story by Heather Quinn. Heather was a staff writer on Hawkeye and co-wrote episode four of that season. And Peter wrote two episodes of Moon Knight and the teleplay for a third, uh, along with being an executive story editor on One Division and also wrote two episodes of that show. So uh, some proper MCU TV, um, alumni here definitely yes and great to have a bit of a connection to uh to Moon Knight in the writers uh writers room uh the reason John mentioned that Moon Knight is connected to this show is actually Moon Knight's first ever appearance was in uh Werewolf on Ice issue number 32 so uh so he does have a connection and I think the expectation from a lot of Moon Knight fans was that we might see him in the background at some point in this episode that we might see an appearance from Moon Knight but they may be saving that for later
1: Yes, yeah,
0: I I don't know how that would potentially have worked. Yeah, it probably wouldn't have Given worked. Given the, the story. Subset. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But the movie stars Gail Garcia Bernal as the titular Werewolf by Night, Jack Russell. Uh, it also stars Laura Donnelly as Elsa Bloodstone and Harriet Sansom Harris as a Varusa uh the uh person who seems to be having most fun on set uh, in this in this Oh movie, she's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, really well, good. Really know her from Handmaid's Tale where she plays a quite villainous character in there. Yes. Um but she is fantastic here. Really uh eating up the scenery here. Really, really enjoyed her uh her performance. Uh, really liked the cast in here overall. It's a very small cast but uh, but really did enjoy them.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And of course, who directed uh, this as well? Very interesting.
0: It is, yes. This was directed by Michael Giancino, uh, first major directorial role, although he did direct an episode of Star Trek Short Treks uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, he's much more well-known for his amazing composing, though. Uh, well-known for his score for the J.J. Abrams Star Treks and the TV show Lost, uh, but he also did the score for Tom Holland's Spider-Man movies, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, and most recent, uh, most recently he did the Batman movie as well. And of course, he did score Werewolf by Night 2. Shocker.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah. double role here for, for Michael.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, the other thing that he's well known for is that he did uh, the the changeover of the MCU titles the first time they changed it to that music that plays with at, at the start of every single MCU movie. With the Marvel movie, Studios logo. With the Marvel yeah. Studios logo, and he's kind of updated it here. for Oh, right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Bit of uh, choral going in on mm-hmm. it. And, of course, I loved how they interrupted it with the, the screams, the growls, and, and all of that kind of stuff. It was really
0: good. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, really, really good uh, good touches in there, of course, from, uh, from a great composer. But, John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for Werewolf by Night?
1: Sure. Following the death of their fearless leader, Ulysses Bloodstone, a team of elite monster hunters gathers at the eerie Bloodstone Manor to claim the Blood Gem, a mysterious alien relic with unfathomable powers and leadership of the Death Dealers. Ulysses' second wife, Verusa, announces the ceremonial hunt to the assembled hunters that include the cursed aristocrat, Jack Russell, and the patriarch's estranged daughter, Elsa. One by one, the hunters begin the hunt of the monster, and the other hunters, who are also fair game, to determine who will wield the Bloodstone. Escaping a number of the other hunters, Elsa and Jack form an unlikely alliance, as Elsa discovers that Jack wants to free his friend Ted, aka Manthing, the monster being hunted, she agrees to help him so she can reclaim the gem and her birthright. While Ted is freed, both Jack and Elsa are captured by the rest of the hunters, as they too discover that Jack is also a monster. Both Elsa and Jack are caged together back at the manor, as Verusa transforms Jack into his monster form, a werewolf. He escapes the cage, slaughtering most of the assembled guards, while Elsa finishes off the other hunters. Verusa uses the gem to try and finish off Jack, but he is saved by Elsa, who in turn is rescued from Verusa by Manthink. On a restless moonlit night, Elsa reclaims the sacred Bloodstone, and the head of the Bloodstone family, as Ted and Jack are reunited in the woods.
0: Good stuff, and as befits a movie uh, referencing classic monster horror, very straightforward kind of story here.
1: Yeah, it's pretty simple. You know, why are they here? What are they to do? The to-do bit uh, yeah. of the hunt, mm-hmm. uh, followed by sort of that resolution of who ultimately wins, of yeah. which it's not it's not really straightforward in the actual hunt itself, but yeah. as a result of a whole range of different uh, factors here. Yeah. Most notably, the fact that
0: Jack Russell... Uh, is trying to save the monster that's being hunted. Exactly, exactly. Really, really enjoyed that, uh, that idea. We'll go into our, our major points, uh, major points for discussion uh, for this episode. Let's kick off with the challenge for the Bloodstone as our point number one. The kind of setup and the premise for this movie. I do love how it's all, how it all, uh, it comes along effectively as you're following Jack as he's walking into this room filled with hunters, um, with the coffin of Ulysses Bloodstone uh, set up right in the center of the room for this meeting. Uh, you're wondering whether this is a team getting together to go out and hunt a monster themselves, but each one is introduced with their kill count, which I think is a great idea. You yeah. know, where we have um Jovan, the Scottish guy, uh, introducing himself, going, "I've got fifty-seven confirmed kills." We have uh, Azarel, who's got thirty-seven. We've got uh, Leo who's got 43 and then we've got Barrasso who's got 26 but it's revealed to the entire group that this unknown quantity that is Jack has over a hundred kills himself so uh, everybody else looking on jealously uh, at Jack and then of course we get the introduction of Elsa Bloodstone who feels it's her entitlement uh, to be the leader of the Bloodstone family even though she gave up on it uh, 20 years ago so what a, what a great way to introduce each of these characters The one thing I will say for the whole uh, for the whole movie, I do think it's odd how much they keep all of the names of the characters hidden. You know, like there is a reference to it at the beginning, you know, that they're taking off their masks for the first time that none of these people would have worked together in the past that they don't really know each other, but I was surprised that they're hiding the names in this movie. They, you don't even find out Jack's full name in this movie, partly because the name Jack Russell is absolutely hilarious for a character that turns into a werewolf, and yes. it is from the original comics, and they just continue to call him Jack throughout.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, there is also the nod to what Jack will become uh, on that tapestry Mm -hmm. on the the entrance hallway as he walks through and he looks over and there's a a a telling little foresight there as well which was quite good Mm -hmm. and i like the fact as well that this challenge is effectively a free-for-all i love that yes they are hunting a monster it's a ceremonial hunt the person who claims the the monster will Effectively take ownership of this gemstone mm-hmm. and become the leader of this group um, to replace the dead Ulysses. Yeah. Uh, but it is that in the process, it's any hunter is for game in order to uh, keep them from getting the stone and, and killing the monster. Mm hmm. So it adds a nice little bloodthirsty competitive edge to it. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I really, really like that idea. And I have to say the first time I watched this, the reveal of who the monster is was fantastic. We were very lucky from Disney plus that we got, uh, we got this as a preview. Uh, It a few days before it was released. Um, But as we said, we held off until uh, Halloween to cover it, but, um, I had heard nothing. I had no idea that we were going to be seeing Man-Thing in here. And I love this reveal of the monster coming out, uh, his hand grabbing uh, Jack as, as we realize that Jack's actually there to save him. But his hand coming out in this kind of really scary moment, and then suddenly his face comes out and Jack's really happy to see him, and you realize they're friends. You know this really lovable yeah. kind of creature in man thing uh, appearing here. It was a real surprise, and I think he looks fantastic.
1: He does look really, really good, yeah. both in black and white. And I loved towards the end mm-hmm. where it, the color floods into the last sort of, sort of two or three minutes mm-hmm. of the of this uh, movie that. You, you've got his red eyes, you yeah. know, because it's just so
0: iconic having is. his red eyes. It is, and um, so
1: really nice, nicely
0: done. Yeah, Rumor has it that the um, that the company um, who were working on all of the effects for the for the movie uh, did create a full size Man Thing that was present on set. Now there is obviously some CGI there, and there is, yeah. uh, But I think this is an animatronic that we see for a lot of the time uh, of Man Thing. And it makes sense in this type of movie to do that. If you're yeah. really thrown back to those creature features of the, of the 40s, 50s, and 60s, if you're really doing that, then you might as well have a practical monster there yeah, uh, on set. So I think you look cool. I was very impressed because uh, it's, it's one of those things that you never know how, they, how they're going to translate from comic book to, to screen. So I uh, really like that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really like some of the sort of
1: running gags here um, mm-hmm. as well through through the the movie. And, like I love the butler. Yes. Uh, In in this, just, you know, you think of uh, Dracula, you you think of the ghost manor or the mystery manor, Mm -hmm. and they've always got this butler. I mean, it's almost like with clue, murder mystery type stuff as well. Um, But I just love how, yes, you know, he's seen and not heard, but Mm -hmm. this works to his advantage at the end with the big fight where he survives, and then ultimately, you know, very unceremoniously um, pledges his allegiance to to Elsa, who has now taken uh, the the family title back, head of the family, and and the gemstone. But, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? There's ultimately... The butler goes with whoever is the the leader of the Bloodstone family,
0: Absolutely. and I do love that. I love I love how he just appears and goes. Um, oh, I'm just here to offer my services yeah. before you kill me, basically. Exactly. In case In case I got uh, I got killed off in the uh, in the aftermath of everything that was going on.
1: Yeah. I love that he's the one that's turning the wheel to do the animatronic dead Ulysses, as, Hilarious. which is yeah. really good. And as he yeah. moves past. You got there this way up on the back of the coffin. Uh Again, you know, just a a nice little touch there. And I think, like you were saying, uh, with uh, Veruza, mm-hmm. just her manicness uh, all the way through this was really, really
0: good. Oh, she's loving it! Yeah. Absolutely loving this uh, this role. You can tell, and uh, it, yeah, she's just it sets the tone for the whole the whole movie throughout. Like, works really, really well uh, overall. But but let's talk about the transformation, the kind of change in this. We we have the the uh, battle of all hunters inside, which we're going to save for uh, for our top kills section because that's what this that's what this movie really does focus on some of the the major kills uh within it but um i i do like this idea that we that we have jack here trying to free the monster which is man thing and um, his his friend or even his family member as jack kind of says this is his this is his family um but it all turns we know it's going to come it's the name of the movie werewolf by night so let's talk about that let's talk about this idea of him hiding who he is throughout uh throughout the whole movie and then eventually he touches the bloodstone and it reacts to him because he's a monster. So we have him captured, put into a cell with Elsa who uh, trusted him who worked alongside him to free the monster so they're going to leave her inside as he transforms into whatever monster it is he's going to turn into and kills her. That's the plan anyway. Um, Seems like Fruza kind of had that in her mind the whole way throughout that she was going to have Elsa killed. I think so because a lot of the
1: other hunters are certainly mm-hmm. gunning for her. Yeah. Uh, which you know leads to some amazing kills from her yes i think she does literally kill all the other hunters yeah and so and and you get the sense that they were prepped i mean even we hear from one of them why should she even be here exactly
0: to compete for the the bloodstone yeah. and the title yeah but i do think this is a big centerpiece of the movie this moment where we have jack in the uh in the cell with elsa and they're waiting for the transformation of him turning into this monster and how well executed is that where we basically see it through elsa's eyes throughout we've seen her as this really strong character and she's watching on as the shadows of him morphing into this werewolf are going on in the background that's all you can see are the shadows and just the grunts and, and noises coming out of gail garcia by uh, as he uh, moves into being a werewolf i love how scared she looks on her face you know again she's a very strong character but she's seeing this transformation in front of her i, I think it just worked really well much better than it would have been if we saw it on screen i think even
1: yeah and it, it's interesting isn't it because you know i love the nods as you say to the shadow it's just the flickering light Mm -hmm. seeing that gradual transformation real old school way of doing that kind of transformation without just showing it uh transform Mm -hmm. sort of showing jack transform all the way through like you would kind of get now with with cgi and i liked how as well with the close-ups it, it was just the hand yeah. again a bit of a nod to american werewolf in, in london mm-hmm. where it's just parts of the body that they show the transformation yeah and the thing is it's like in many respects i still feel that's the best way of showing it yeah it just heightens the the tension and it gives that s- suspense mm-hmm. to to the transformation and you you know even seeing um the werewolf in its full glory again it's just just mirrored with shadow yeah. uh, and light uh, it's almost like you don't really get that full picture yeah. of of the werewolf i mean you do obviously but again it almost feels like that nod to like um okay it's not old school but like with alien mm-hmm. where because of the prosthetics you know, they kept the alien off screen. It just added that sense of tension, really Mm -hmm. dappled it in the shadow of the spaceship in Mm -hmm. order to just, you know, gloss over those kind of issues. And Mm -hmm. I think it really just... Um,
0: it works because it, it adds these layers of, of tension. Just that unseen, yeah, yeah. Like that unseen fear that you have of something that's uh, coming out of the darkness. Like again, I like that the flashes that we're getting on uh, the werewolf as we see him are from the uh, the sticks that the security guards are using. They're they're still flashing and sparking, and that's kind of yeah. flickering off his face. I think that's that's a really cool way of of just using the atmosphere that you have and what you've built up,
1: and yeah. also the use of the the smoke from the the cat prods that mm-hmm. are being used uh, against uh, the werewolf in the cage That's very you know yeah. it, again ha- that hiding of what's going on but mm-hmm. knowing it it's somewhere it's, it's just a really good use of of those techniques and I personally just still think they work really really well and yeah. um, I loved Jack and Elsa as well caged together you know you see her with a tear rolling down her, her cheek because it's you're gonna kill me. Yeah. Um and I like that you have Jack saying, you know, that's not who I am. This mm-hmm. is who I am. Yeah. I, I'm a human. It's just I become this other
0: thing. Just once a month I have to I, lock myself I, up in a room and that's it. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and I, I, I like that he goes, I have systems to to help with this, mm-hmm. and then start sniffing at her to get her scent so that when he is transformed, he won't attack. And you get that lovely kind of Beauty in the Beast moment mm-hmm. where he jumps on her, uh, but... Immediately, the sense of smell the heightened sense of smell yeah. from the werewolf recognize it and there's just the, the touch of the face from Elsa so yeah. I really just like the whole vibe of that
0: it's very cool very cool um yeah I, lo- I loved how, how the transformation of the werewolf worked I think as the centerpiece of a show called werewolf by Night where you're wondering who's the werewolf how they're going how they're going to transform I think they' did a great job uh, making they're putting this on screen really really good stuff I think we'll get to our own centerpiece, which I think is top kills uh, for this uh, for this movie I think that's what uh, people are going to be focusing on because we haven't seen something like this in most of the Marvel movies uh, rumours that part of the reason that it's in black and white is because if they'd shown all the uh, all the blood and all the gore that we have on screen here that we would have got a much higher rating uh, for this show than uh, than if it was shown in black and white that apparently uh, red blood um increases your rating up over the uh, TV uh, Mature uh, rating. So, uh, So they wanted to keep it so most people could watch it at least. So they kept it in black and white instead. Um, ah, excellent. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. But I suppose the kind of you can kind of break the kills into three categories because they're pretty much the only people that kill anybody are uh, Elsa, Jack, and Man Thing. Yeah, yeah. Am I right? There's yeah, no, no, the hunters don't get anybody, and the security don't don't kill anybody, no. even though they're the supposed villains in here, which is which is really interesting. But we get Jack initially being confronted by uh, Jovan, the Scottish guy, um, and then Elsa take uh, Elsa fights against him, gets away, and then has. A really, really interesting battle uh, with Leorn, where he comes out of the darkness using this kind of cool kind of hand-arrow shooter, I guess, or or, or what would you call it?
1: A a wrist-mounted crossbow, I guess, firing crossbow bolts.
0: Yeah, Yeah. yeah, it was really good. And she takes out his arm first, so she takes off his arm. So he's he's without that weapon very quickly. The
1: other thing I really enjoyed about this fight was as he's kind of gets up to fight her, Mm -hmm. she spins him around and you just get this spiral of blood coming out of the end of his arm that she's just cut off, which I thought was really good. And of course the bolt to the neck and through the
0: chin. Yeah. Um, was pretty pretty brutal it was and the fact that he's uh, she pulls him off to the side as she hears uh, jovan coming after her again she pulls him off to the side and he's still dying throughout that whole scene he's still choking on his own blood that's really dark <laughs> rather than it is, you know yeah. rather than you know an arrow to the head to take him out it's an arrow through the throat and he chokes uh, he chokes and dies there uh, so a very good uh, monster hunter kill there so that's Elsa's first kill taking out Leorn, um one of the other hunters. Uh you you mentioned earlier on she also takes out uh two of the under, other hunters at the end. She takes out uh Barasso and Azarel. Yeah. Um both of them with effectively cutting them with swords, but pretty brutal. I think she um she throws uh, Barasso onto a sword uh with its throat uh, on the ground and kills him there. But the death of Azarel uh where she effectively slits her throat and then put leaves the sword embedded in her head. Yeah. It was really brutal looking, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: just a bit. Uh, and, of course, with um, Jovan, the the Scottish hunter, mm-hmm. uh, he's actually taken out before uh, this by um, by Manthing yes. with his kind of, yeah, I guess it's almost like he melts
0: them. Yeah. This like a-
1: was a really good kind of, look to it mm-hmm. like
0: i think as you described it it was almost like man thing doing flame on yeah yeah, it's like melting um from uh jovan's head all the way down it's a great moment because again you're not sure who man thing is um and what his abilities are or anything like that so uh so seeing it on screen is really really cool man thing also gets another kill he's the one that kills uh Varusa at the end uh, of the episode um jumping in from the ceiling and just holding on to her sides i kind of like that the difference in the two where he... Put his hand on Jovan's head and it melted yeah. from the top down and kind of killed him instantly. Whereas with Veruza, because he grabs her from the side and she melts upwards, you see the skeleton going while she's still screaming. It's like it, it does feel much more like a horror uh, death. Yeah, almost. definitely. Yeah. definitely. Uh, that makes me sound really uh, tortured myself, though, John, doesn't it? <laughs> like, I love that she's screaming the whole time she dies, but it's what you wanted her well, She right? is yeah. the kind of
1: obnoxious one here, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a great moment where she. Um, with Elsa caged, uh, Elsa just says, do you think my father would be happy with you trying to kill me? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And he goes, yes, uh, compared to, you know, betraying this order exactly. uh, and helping a monster. So mm. there's she's a stepmother rather yes. than her her birth mother. So yeah. there's seemingly no love lost uh, at all between the, the two of these. Absolutely, um, But I think also we have Jack, uh security kills and uh for me um i thought it was one of the best shots was were they're all racing through the entrance Mm -hmm. hallway the shutter starts to close and the camera just is zooming in very slowly Mm -hmm. as Jack is killing off uh, and fighting with the security teams with their cattle prods, but you're getting blood on the lens. Yeah, um, I love that. It just really, really worked yeah. uh, so well. Yeah. Um, And then
0: Varusa, they're trying to f- finish him off with the bloodstone yeah. then yeah that was, a, that was a great set of kills from from Jack yeah. there I also love the fr- I think the first security guard he jumps on he rips off his ear and throws it out over the back of the camera basically it's the way that it, it kind of comes towards the camera I'm kind of wondering would you be able to do that in uh, the way that used to do 3D movies back in the 50s it's coming towards uh, you, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that kind of way that'd be that's kind of cool a little reference to that but but as we mentioned just the, the lighting of uh, of the werewolf here as it's attacking everybody it just works really really well that's um, a
1: superb um, bit of camera work yeah. love it
0: but there is again there's a lot of brutality in here and it is kind of obscured within the black and white there's uh there's one of them that he rips out the throat of and takes off the side of i think uh, he yeah cut, he cuts right into him so uh but you don't see it as brutally as it would feel if it was again in color, with the so.
1: shadows it's mm. it's partially hidden yeah but you get this black ink effectively on the lens exactly. as as it's zooming into the entrance you Yeah, know? uh yeah. it was really a good segment i <laughs> really enjoyed uh just how that was framed and how, how it worked and played out. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: of course, the whole movie finishes out with Elsa Bloodstone as the leader here. She's now gotten the Bloodstone in her hand. It was going to happen from the start. You kind of knew that yeah. that, was, that was the story it was aiming towards. And then we have uh, Jack out with Ted, uh, Man-Thing. So they're out, uh, out um, hiding out, I guess, in the woods, yeah. uh, camping out. Having morning coffee. Having their morning coffee, exactly. So... Um, But we do have that really interesting flip of everything from black and white into color at the end of this with Somewhere Over the Rainbow, uh, obviously most famously from uh, The Wizard of Oz, a movie which started out in black and white and went into color while she was in Oz and went back to black and white at the end. This one the other way around where we have black and white all the way through uh, ending off in color at the end as if it's almost saying right now we're finished with that horror story that we've had. Here's characters you may see in the future with the three major characters we yeah. have here with, with Elsa and uh, and Jack and, and Manthing.
1: And I think the other nice touch of the black and white was having the bloodstone red. All the way through, so yes. O- only the the bloodstone having colour yeah. uh, through the
0: black and white parts of this, of this movie. Yeah, yeah, it really made it stand out throughout, didn't it? Overall, that's that's the movie. That's the that's the special presentation, the special feature. What what did you think um, overall, John? Is there anything else that you wanted to add to the, to the chat about it, or did we cover everything else off there?
1: Um, just you know, we see the the Bloodstone repulse Jack when he goes mm-hmm. to pick it up, yep. um, sh- showing sort of the revelation that he he is actually a monster as well mm-hmm. uh, here. So there, there was that element. Yep. Um, I I kind of really enjoyed Elsa when she meets Ted uh just saying, You have a wonderful name <laughs> just because <laughs> Jack basically tells her treat him like a friend yeah, and just him call like him no by friends. Ted, you yeah. know. So I I really kind of enjoyed that uh-huh. uh for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And only other thing we didn't mention that i just really enjoyed was um was the servant playing the fire tuba as he uh, as he brings <laughs> jack into the uh into the maze uh, for the first time i just thought that was such a great image but it made absolutely no sense but it was good fun <laughs> but you know a lot like this type this type of movie it doesn't have to make sense it just has to be fun and has to uh, get yeah. the, the sense of what's going on and, and fit the mood of these type of movies and yeah, that exactly. absolutely Did that felt like something at a rocky horror picture show almost yeah. <laughs> in there uh, so overall john do you defend this marvel special presentation werewolf by night i do
1: i do defend uh werewolf by night i'd give it four doggy bags out of five and nice. um, i just saw some really cool stuff in this yeah i love that again it's just opening up the marvel universe with the whole monsters mm-hmm. um certainly you know as a doctor strange fan he has also been involved in this world as well Mm -hmm. and and i just really really enjoyed seeing uh man thing i think that was the i guess on first watch of this that was the biggest surprise that it was man thing and i was really pleased uh for that i don't think uh with jack russell even though you don't hear the name i don't think it's a huge revelation that he's going to be the werewolf. Mm-hmm. Um, but his transformation was just really classic uh, horror from back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and I loved how that worked its way through um, the, this uh, this movie. So, yeah, I absolutely loved it. And I, I liked Elsa's sort of turn of phrase as well. Just um, almost coming across as not really bothered, but like... Certainly to Veruza, and mm. she was great as just almost like the evil uh, stepmom. Yeah. Uh, so I I love just the whole vibe of this. I mean, you know, it's in a sense it's quite light. It, it, it's mm-hmm. there's a lot of horror elements here, <laughs> light with Galatagora. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's not. You know, I I tend to jump quite a lot. I didn't mm-hmm. hear it's, it, it. It's quite light, Um I don't think there's too much in it other than just bringing in. And um, certainly the Bloodstones, mm-hmm. um, who are an, an important, I guess, part of that world for, her, is, yeah. for Marvel Monsters. Yeah. And, um, I just thought this was really well done so yeah four doggy bags out of five for me excellent Derek do you defend Werewolf by night
0: I really do it's weird I watched this um, for the first time a couple of weeks ago and I didn't enjoy it the first time I watched it and it was just literally because I'd had a really busy week and I was very tired of watching it but I was in totally the right mood uh, to watch it around Halloween now we've had a couple of weeks of watching lots and lots of horror movies and this uh, fits right in there I think it works really well as a horror special uh, from Marvel but I do think it yeah. have to be in the right Mood for it because because it's calling back to all those old creature features and, and horror movies uh, from before. If you're if you're not a fan of those, I don't think you'll enjoy it. And If you're not in the right mood to have a bit of fun uh, in the Marvel world uh, with this stuff, if you're expecting it to tie in with you know the greater Marvel universe or anything like that, you know, that's not what this is about. This is about having a lot of fun uh, with. A reasonably obscure character within uh, within the Marvel Universe but the introduction of Elsa Bloodstone here who is a character that we know uh, appears very regularly, she's been around for about 20 years, she appears very regularly in lots of different comic books and she is a real badass captured really yeah. well on screen here um, but was also great to have this introduction of Jack Russell and, uh, and Man-Thing in here. I'm intrigued to know what they do with the characters in the future I like that we kind of still have them both separated, we have Elsa now in possession of the Bloodstone, so it's entirely possible that we could have a couple of Marvel Halloween movies featuring Elsa Bloodstone as she hunts other uh, creatures, potentially. That might be the way you'd do it. You'd have yeah. uh, a, a Dracula special next year, maybe, where uh, where Dracula versus Elsa Bloodstone, something like that. Dracula yeah, exactly. uh, had his uh, own set of comic books in Marvel Comics. As well, and
1: I just so. want to see how Elsa kind of maybe reconnects, if at all, with Jack and Ted, just mm-hmm. because I feel, you know she's open to that. Not all monsters
0: are ultimately monsters. Exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Good stuff. We're going to move on to some feedback from our wonderful fellow defenders. So yes, some Halloween feedback from our fellow defenders. First up, an email in from coffee and vodka who says greetings fellow creature feature defenders. What a mashup. Noir, horror and Marvel magic. A fun bit of nostalgia, although it fell down a bit of the writing, uh, feeling like the last installment in a miniseries rather than its own thing, there was much to enjoy. The set and sound design, as well as the choice to film in black and white, provided a nice classic atmosphere, offset by a lot of Marvel tongue-in-cheek dialogue. And the decision to go with the Lon Chaney Jr. Wolfman rather than the all-out American Werewolf in London look completed the package. I've always preferred Swamp Thing to Man Thing. The whole those-who-know-fear burning at his touch just seems incongruous with his otherwise nature-based powers saying this they portrayed mucky ted as a creature of empathy really well the bond shared with jack then extended to elsa was almost cute which starkly illuminated varusa's sense of privileged evil otherwise the other hunters were largely window dressing adding to the feel of their backstories having been addressed in previously unavailable episodes still it was a nicely contained and entertaining one-off all in all a good bit of fun Crypt Keepers, Jack Russell Terrors, and Bloodstone Baths out of five. Peace and Take Care, Coffee and Vodka. PS, just curious, which do you fall into, Team Swamp Thing or Team Man Thing? Thanks, Coffee and Vodka.
1: Yeah, thanks so much, Coffee and Vodka. I think for me, I'm probably more Swamp Thing, um, Mm -hmm. but I don't really know that character that well either. But it's mainly through Constantine and um, Alan Moore's stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm not really big reader of of swamp thing uh, yeah. at all but yeah. that is the character i would know better
0: yeah uh, for sure yeah i'm kind of the same i think i, I remember seeing the uh, the really poorly made uh, swamp thing uh, movie a couple of years ago probably about 20 years ago now at this stage uh, a couple of episodes of the tv show which i did enjoy um as well and man thing i'm not that familiar with i think i've, I've seen him uh, in some of the horror comics that i used to get when i was a kid i read a lot of tomb of dracula when i was uh, younger which was the marvel uh horror comics and i think uh, man thing appeared in there once or twice but uh, but not a, a major connection with the character at all so probably air on the side of swamp thing mostly because it's written by alan moore as, as john said i'm a big fan of alan moore so uh, i probably know a bit more of uh, of him about that but i liked man thing in here i thought it was a, a great way of of dealing with the character uh, in this movie Enjoyed yeah, that. Definitely. And
1: I, I think you're right. You know, it is good fun. It's taking just, you know, that sense of nostalgia, the classic noir horror feel, um, uh, and a bit of fun here. So definitely uh, agree with you on that, Coffee and Vodka. So yeah, thanks for the feedback.
0: Thanks for that, Coffee and Vodka. We also got some feedback over on Facebook.
1: Yes. Uh, Ronaldo from Into the Night, the Moonlight podcast says. Holy bloody heck. Just watched it and my God, it ticked every frigging box. The music and overall tone is an homage to classic horror Mm -hmm. and added volumes to the tension and electricity of the show. I've been an Elsa Bloodstone fan since Next Wave, almost so glad to hear they kept her British, sassy and just damn cool. Mm -hmm. I was unsure about the casting of Laura Donnelly, but that all left me the first few moments she was on screen. The tie-in with Jack and Manthing was inspired, and although the purists may cringe at the Manthing showing cognition, it really didn't bother me. Bernal did great in adding empathy towards Jack and the action with the werewolf was so visceral and thrilling. I can't wait for the MCU to expand the monster corner of their universe. I just hope they keep Donnelly and Bernal featured in any or all of it. Love this and it is a serious contender for my favourite show of the year. Good stuff uh, Ronaldo. Thanks uh, so much Yeah, Totally with you here. Um, I think you know everything just kind of clicked really nicely here Mm -hmm. Um, and definitely want to see um, these two characters along with Man-Thing back in the wider MCU for sure. I really hope that it is that stepping stone. Now that we know we have the Black Knight, Mm -hmm. we have Blade coming back, there is Moon Knight Mm -hmm. and
0: the connections there. So, I think it's a, a really good sign. Yeah, it'd be cool if this was the first of an annual uh, set of specials, wouldn't it? Once once a year, we get a, a check in with uh, with Jack and with uh, and with Elsa and uh, Mad Thing. Be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for that, Ray.
1: Yeah, thanks, Ray. Uh, Victor von Doom on Facebook says, "Really love the style of this picture." It reminds me of the old RKO and Universal Pictures. Well done. They certainly must work Jack and Ted into other projects. Definitely agree, uh, Victor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Love to see them in some more
0: stuff in the future. Along with Elsa as well. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Thanks, Victor. Uh, Donald Dennis says this was spectacular. Once again, the MCU shows we don't have to be a generic comic book show. Instead, we can be fun and interesting. Over the past few years, the MCU has tried new things, played with preconceptions, and showed a bit of bravery in creating shows to appeal outside of their traditional target demographic. I like how they seem aware of potential fatigue and are stretching out and introducing new kinds of storytelling to the MCU. For this one in particular, it looked like the cast was chewing up the story and were probably having a blast. And of course, all of the surviving characters can now be tools in the belt for any other director in need of a werewolf, a magic stone and parrot hunter, or an Everglades swamp monster. My one gripe, it looked like any normal-sized person could probably have escaped from that cage. <laughs> 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 I like it. I, I suppose we do have a couple of moments when, um, when Gail Garcia Bernay is uh, up against the side of the cage and you, you see that it's... Uh, that. The bars are a bit close to get through. Um, So I don't know whether uh, he'd be able to get out. I know someone like Ant-Man could probably get out of it.
1: Certainly. (laughs) Even (laughs) Elsa
0: could potentially have,
1: you know, had a suck in and try and get through it.
0: Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Good stuff. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Donald.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Donald. Really glad you enjoyed it. Greg Schwarm says, I loved the noir aspect of this, although I do wish that they had just titled it Marvel Halloween Special, Mm. and we hadn't had that hint from the title. I think it would have been a lot more suspenseful not knowing that portion of the title. Loved the black and white with the small bit of red. It reminded me of Sin City, although I don't know if that was the movie or just the comic. Enjoyed it immensely. Excellent stuff, Greg. Um, yeah, certainly Sin City was also filmed uh, in black and white yeah. with hints of colour, depending on the character. Yeah, you had um, the,
0: the yellow bastard who always yes. appeared yellow when blood splattered on the screen. You get a big uh, swath of red across the screen as well. So, yeah, that was definitely uh, definitely the movie as well. I know what you mean there, Greg. Yeah, good stuff. Thanks, yeah. Greg. I'm kind of happy that they kept the title of Werewolf by Night because it is, it's an obscure enough comic that um it will attract people to go, ooh, they're doing something really weird here with the, with their Marvel Halloween special. So I guess uh, it probably yeah. attracted a few people in that may not have just checked out that Marvel Halloween special.
1: Definitely. I mean as I say, I, I don't think it's a great surprise no. when um Jack
0: transforms into it. I'm I don't saying. think so. I don't think so. Yeah. But I don't know whether you need to need the surprise. The second time I watched it I actually enjoyed it more than the first time anyway. So, uh I wouldn't have been caught off guard by the surprise uh the second time. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I think it was just a, a fun a fun movie and a good way to know what kind of horror you're going to be getting. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. We also got a message in from Salim McKissler. He said, I enjoyed this a ton. I went in not having a clue what to expect. and loved it. My only nitpick is it was more of an Elsa Bloodstone origin story than a Werewolf by Night story. I'm sure Marvel has plans ahead for Elsa, Jack, and Ted. Yes, let's hope so. so. Yeah, Yeah, indeed. Yeah, thanks, Salim. And finally, Dr. Bob Phillips says Hunger Games meets Crystal Maze, meets the Adams family with sense of rocky horror and added flickers of Dusty Flair and the Demons. Corridor fight was great, and while I don't have the education to know it, was the where Gorilla Transformation, a pastiche of Forties horror. Beast Flicks, or just a humanized version of King Kong, would have easily passed this by if it were for your podcast, and then I'd never have asked myself the question, how many homes do have a human-sized birdcage in them? <laughs> See? Always good things coming out. Exactly. You're
1: yeah. Yes. How did they get it in there?
0: <laughs> I feel like it drops from the ceiling, um, to capture people. Uh, it's like it's hanging up there all Possibly. the time and it just drops down from the ceiling. Because <laughs> uh, it's the same room that they're in at the beginning of the episode, Yeah. Isn't it? So uh so yeah, I I like that. I like that. Good stuff. Thanks, Doctor Bob. I'm glad we were able to uh, to Allow you to find this one. Yes. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Great stuff, thanks, yeah. Bob. Sometimes you make people watch things they really don't want to watch. So I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed that one. Uh, once again, if you want to tell us your thoughts about *Werewolf by Night* or any of the other shows we're covering, uh, email us into feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. That's it for our discussion about *Werewolf by Night*. Uh, this special Marvel presentation. We will be back with Marvel for *Wakanda Forever*, which comes out on the 11th of November, and we just finished covering *She-Hulk: uh, Attorney at Law*, and we're currently chatting about *Pennyworth* season three on TV. Podcast industry as well over on uh, HBO Max. um Did you hear the announcement uh, this week as well of another uh, returning character in the MCU? We're going to be getting a second spin spin-off from One Division with the White Vision coming back, yes. played by Paul Bettany. Vision Quest, mm. indeed. uh Yeah, seems to be a working title. I'm not 100 sure if that's the title. No, of the show, I don't but think. But, it I, will but I do be. like Vision Quest yes. as a name. Of it. Yeah, it's,
1: it's a good it's a good gag uh, yeah. for sure uh, no, well that's good because you know at the end of the day uh, the White Vision has been uh, sort of you know fluting around I guess oh, yeah. uh, since the end of WandaVision with it. and we haven't seen him uh Anywhere else? Anywhere else. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be
0: good to know what happens to old White Vision. Absolutely. And Paul Bettany, one of the longest serving character actors in Marvel now, um, yeah. all the way back to, uh, to Iron Man. So uh, it'd be kind of cool to have him back explaining what's going on as he learns who he is and potentially another appearance of Scarlet Witch if we do get him back. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I guess we might
1: go after old Doctor Strange, uh, given what happened there in Multiverse of Madness.
0: Yeah, yeah. But lots and lots more uh, to come on TV podcast interviews, especially from Marvel, uh, loads more to come. But thank you so much for joining us for our podcast about Werewolf by Night. Hope to see- talk to you again soon. Yes, thank you fellow spooky defenders uh, for joining
1: us. Great chatting about this Mm -hmm. uh, one-off special presentation, Werewolf by Night. Uh, But remember, in the meantime, keep watching, keep listening, and keep defending. And don't be afraid of the dark. Bye. Bye.